This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, gets to his right, gets to the 20. He's at the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the end your boys mike and tony and we are back with the nothing but niners show man guys it is time to preview the nfc championship game between the 49ers and the eagles the niners are preparing to fly west i mean east i'm sorry the niners are preparing to fly east to take on these bum boys and the eagles let me stop talking smack before i you know let me let me calm down tony man how you doing today big dog what's going on with you man none man just uh you know, hanging around, I'm watching the Nick game right now, and ready to talk some 49 football. All right, man. So, you know, I'm going to go through these formalities really quick, um, and then we'll uh, we'll get to the meat and potatoes of the show. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, here we go, guys. Here we go. Here we go. Sorry. Uh, this is your first time here on the YouTube show. We want to thank you guys for following along. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please hit that like and subscribe button. All right, we are NB9 ERS or nothing but Niners. However, you choose to find us on YouTube. Did the graphic pop up? No, not there. Hold on. Let's start this thing over here. Let's start this over. Why isn't it coming up? What is happening? Are we having technical difficulties on something that we've done for years here? Let me try this again. All right. Boom. If this is your first time here on the YouTube page and you guys enjoy the show, please do us a favor. Hit that like button, subscribe, and turn on your notifications so you know exactly when we are going live. Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Those handles are nothing but nine ERS. That is the number nine, nothing but nine ERS. And then follow us on Facebook and Twitch. Those handles are nothing but niners that are spelled all the way out. No numbers in there at all. Uh, head on over to Patreon, guys. Patreon.com slash NB9ERS. We're going to do a ride-along video tomorrow morning live. It's going to be very early, but if you guys don't happen to see it, that's okay. Uh, it'll be there for replay value. Uh, I got a long, long drive in the work tomorrow, about a two-hour drive. I don't know if I'm going to go live for the whole time, but I will be live there 
early in the morning. Got to drive out to Delaware. So uh, figure let's try something new. If we could find a safe way to mobilize the camera in the car while I'm driving, you know, maybe I'll buy one of those little clips for the vents or something like that. Some more exclusive content for you guys over there on Patreon.com. But that is also where you want to watch the game with us, man. That's where we go. We get down. We have a lot of fun. We get ticketed by the police for setting up fireworks and all kinds of crazy stuff. But, yeah, guys, Patreon.com slash NB9ERS. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for the shows, shoot us an email, guys, NB9ERS and nothingbutniners.com. All right? I believe that is it for all of that stuff. I'm your guy, Mike Andrews, 83. To my right, it says Tony, but he is on Twitter as well. He is NJ Niner fan 499. And everybody out there in the chat, I want you guys to help me wish my man Tony a happy, happy birthday to my resident GM, Tony. Let's get a round of applause for my guy, Tony. Gall. Let's go. Ah! Oh, God. Crazy. That's what I'm talking about there, man. All right, Tony, how many trips around the sun? Never mind. Don't tell us. I heard that's rude to ask. <laughs> that, was, that was good. You muted yourself. <laughs> you can hear me now, right? Oh, yeah. Before you said, happy birthday. You're like, and then oh, you hit it. I wanted to find the applause and mute it so it didn't mess up with the uh, microphone. But, you know, um, I was going to say happy 83rd birthday. I saw that on Twitter. That's true now, right? <laughs> no. It's funny you got an 83 next to your name. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's the year I was born, man. Oh, what can I say? I like 83. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. No, happy birthday, man. Thanks for jumping on here on your actual birthday. Look at all the love in the chat for it. Hold on. Let me try to start at the top. Let me see. Where's the first one that I see? I see GM Tony. Where's the first one I see? Oh, man, there's a lot of them. I'm going to try to put them all up on the screen here. Look at all these comments already, man. You guys are great. Showing my man some love. But, Tony, man, let's go ahead and dig into this game that we got uh, coming up here, man. The Niners, listen, have you been watching, like, ESPN or forget watching all that stuff, right? Have you seen any of the tweets from all these different national publications and how just the Niners shouldn't even shouldn't even fly east? We should just stay home and just give them the win based off of what everyone is saying. I mean, what, what do you think about all that? All right, just real quick before we get into that, I just want to thank everybody for wishing me happy birthday. Thank you, Mike, for wishing me happy birthday with the banner and all. Um, everybody in the chat, thank you very much. It's greatly appreciated. Um, as far as that question, yeah, I don't even think they should get on the plane because Philly won. <laughs> this kind of stuff is like – it's kind of making me angry, Right. It's kind of making me mad. Like, and being here where I live and being mad about Philly fans, and it, I don't even know if it's the fans, right? So there's two types of fans. There's the casual fans, right? And my, my brother's a casual fan. He'll watch a game if it's on, you know, he'll find out if they won. He'll pop off at the mouth. Ah, we the best, we the best. But he's not setting an alarm to watch the game. You know what I mean? He's not planning his day around the game or anything like that, right? The casual fans are the worst ones for sure. That's how I feel about it. I mean, with your experience, I don't know if you've dealt with any of these people or anything like that. 
what's been your interaction here in the Northeast so far with any Philly fans that you've come across? And tell us what that interaction is. And do you think they're more diehard fans or are they more casual fans? <laughs> uh, well, it's funny. It's crazy. I went to a – there's a coffee shop near me. It's called Rook. Um, it's mainly in central Jersey. It's a small, like, mom-and-pop type place. It's not, like, a big franchise. I get, like, a nice coffee there. I treated myself today for my birthday. Um, and here comes an Eagle fan. He had his hat on. And, um, you know, was, he had, like, a like those things that they wear on the sidelines, like one of those, like, kind of like what Shanahan wore, but the Eagles version without a hood. And um, one of his buddies comes in, oh, the Eagles, yeah, you know, we're going all the way, we're going all the way. And then there's me standing there. I had my vest on because I was on my way to my uh, second job, and underneath it I had a big-ass 49er logo shirt on. So the vest slowly got unzipped, and the vest slowly got pulled to the side, and I, I purposely, like, put my arms like this to hold the vest. That's fired. So it it's I'm just waiting for this guy to turn around. He just looked at me. Yeah, I was like, how are you? He's like, good. I was like, I'm sorry. Can I help you? He's like, you guys are going down this week. I was like, you're right. We're going down this week, sure. And then he just walked away. I didn't go any further. I'm not trying to be that person. But the crazy thing is, the guy standing behind me was a Niner fan. And he was shaking his head the whole time, but he had no gear on. Oh, okay. Okay, so he was a silent one. He wasn't going to say yeah. anything, right? He was like a silent assassin waiting. So, you know, whatever. I got my coffee. It was beyond my day. I continued with my day. And that, and that was it. But it, it's just amazing, like. When the Philly, the Philadelphia Eagles are not good, no one wears Philly. No one wears Eagles gear. Can't pick an Eagle guy out. No one, no one, no one wants to be seen as an Eagle guy. Now they have a winning season. They are a good team this year. I'm not going to lie. They they had a great season. Um, but now you want to come out of the woodwork and start pumping your chest out like you've been there six times or five times and came in with five trophies. Hasn't happened. So don't do right. it. Right. And I understand. I wanna... me. I'm not saying. You know, you guys suck, and don't say we suck because I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about some st- st- statistics today, and I actually sent you, Mike, something I found on Twitter that somebody posted that kind of caught my attention. And um, you know, I don't me, know if you can pull look, it. Up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Give me a second to find it. Hold on. Did you All send right. it to me or the group? You, I think. Um, okay, hold on. Give me, give me a second to find it. Yeah, but listen, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a shootout. I, I, I mean, not a shootout. It, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a true it battle. Might be, it might be a shootout. It might be a shootout. A low scoring shootout, like twenty four, twenty seven type shootout type of thing. That still counts as a shootout, right? The reason why I can't say it's definitely going to be a shootout is because if you look, the number one offense in the league is the Dallas Cowboys. The 49ers to let them go in the end zone once. Right? I, I, like, am I missing something here? So, I mean, I, I don't know how to, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I got, I got the tweet that you sent me here. So let's, let's get that up on the screen, and then we're gonna get, oop, wrong button. Then we're gonna get into the, uh, the latest news and all that stuff. But this is fun. This is what we're, this is what it's all about right here, man. 
this is where we're gonna we're gonna start letting people know who we are, man. So can you see that there? Yeah. Pressure rate twenty twenty two. Akash ahead, Akash did this from the Niners Nation group, whatever whatever that group is. I I don't know if they're Niners Nation, but if you look at the statistic that he puts up there, pressure rate for twenty twenty two, obviously including the twenty twenty three New Year, the Cowboys are one, the 49ers are eight, and the Eagles are ten. But they lead the they, they let the league in sacks though, Tony. How can that be? I, I just don't understand this stat. Now, what does that tell me? Poor design by opposing teams on the offense. Um, I don't know. But if they lead the league in sacks and their pressure rate is tenth, something's not lining up to me in this according to this stat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Cowboys got, I think, two sacks on us last week. Um, and they're the number one team in pressure rate. But I don't know where they are as, as, as in, in sack rate. So if we're going to go based off this stat, and it says number one in sack rate, I expect Ken, Kyle Shanahan to run the ball and get the ball out of Brock's hands real quick. And I mean yeah. real quick. Yeah. So that's how I think we're, we're going to talk about it later in the show. But I think that's going to be the the plan of attack. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very likely. Also, the Eagles have some pedestrian games mixed in, like every every good sack team does, right? Um, all the teams that usually lead the league in sacks have games where they get like, you know, six sacks, seven sacks in total in the game, right? They have a couple of those. And that's what sets them apart usually from the rest of the pack. But then there's also some games where they get one sack here, no sacks, three sacks, two sacks, and two sacks in a game isn't a lot, in my honest opinion. In my honest opinion, two sacks in a game isn't a lot. So uh, I think that this is going to be um, – I think it's about part of the course. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I'm going to take the screen share down, all right? And uh, we're going to get to the latest news surrounding the uh, 49ers here, okay? Uh, and then we're going to get into what the Niners are doing concerning this uh, upcoming opponent. Now, uh, I just want to make sure before we continue, is there any feedback on anyone's side? Uh, you guys can hear clearly, Tony, when you're talking, you're not hearing yourself or anything, right? No, not at all. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. So the first bit of news that we have here, I don't know why I put that uh, this back up. I wanted to leave it like that. My bad. Uh, the first bit of news that we have here, uh, and I want to get this out early. All right. The 49ers takeover. Has this been officially announced yet? Um, this is this is going to be. I actually think yes, that's a 49er. Yeah, because look, it's Zenny, Zenny, Zenny. Yeah, that's their mm-hmm. provide. That's their um, what do they call that sponsor? Right. So the invasion is already scheduled, guys. If you are in the area, it's going to be Saturday at 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. You know what I didn't ask? Is that Pacific or is that? No, it's got to be Eastern because it's in It's got to be our time zone, right? Okay. So Saturday at 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, and it's going to be at the Xfinity Center, at the Xfinity Sports Bar. So make sure you guys are there. I will be there. I can't wait to hang out with some faithful, see some people, rub some elbows. You know, so I, I'm, I'm excited about this. Make sure you guys are there. Uh, Tony, man, everyone wants to know, birthday boy, are you going to make it out there, Tony? Come on, man. 
I'm not 100% sure yet. I'm going to I'm going to try hard, but I have to see something with work. I might have to do something on uh first shift for work and um if it doesn't come through, I'm probably going to be there. Here's hoping, fingers crossed. I am hoping that you are there, man. Um, <clears throat> so that was that part. Uh, there are there's the injury report that came out. I do want to go over with you guys here. Kyle Shanahan says Christian McCaffrey calf and Elijah Mitchell groin didn't practice again today. Uh, Debo Samuel and Charles Minnehue were limited in practice today. Um, but he said that the people who are limited, he fully expects to play. Um, Christian on, on Christian McCaffrey in particular, uh, he was asked. Are you playing or what's the percentage that you won't play? And he said zero, basically. Uh, he is going yeah, to play that quick. <laughs> like he didn't even hesitate. Like it was like next zero. question. Like I'm zero. In I didn't come to this team to sit out in the biggest game of the year. That's basically what he said. And I don't think it's as bad as what they're making it. Contusion's basically something like like contusion is another word for a bruise. Yeah, it's something minor. It's not like anything structural or anything like that. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's something. Um, you know, and Kyle also said something that I thought was pretty cool. He said, uh, you know, the next game isn't guaranteed, so we're not saving anybody. If these guys feel like they can go out there and play, then we're going to let them go out there and play. So I'm very, very excited about that. Um, <clears throat> in other news, Kyle also said that Charles Aminahue will be with the team. He was asked very directly um, about releasing him. And he said, well, we did our investigation on it. Uh, we feel confident in letting the legal process take take this place. Um, and he said that they um, they felt like what they what they found out isn't worth releasing him from the team. Kyle's words, not mine. Maybe not verbatim, but that's exactly what it meant. So even our what is he second or third best pass rusher uh, had one of the plays of the game last week. Right. Um, that that long drive that they had and he gets the fumble. He forced the fumble. That was that was that game. Right. Yeah, that was that game. Um, so, you know, that was pretty cool to see as well. Um, so he's going to be there. Um, and I'm just going to encourage everybody to reserve judgment. I'm going to encourage everybody to remember who this team is. Remember the words of John Lynch. Um, this was damn. what, what player was it? There was a domestic violence thing going on, and John Lynch basically said there is no place for that on this team. So I just want you guys to keep that in mind, um, that they don't tolerate that kind of stuff. And so whatever it is that they found, whatever it is that their research showed them, they are pretty confident in allowing him to play. We'll see what happens. The report that I saw just said it was something about a push, um, and – that's that's as far as I know. I haven't looked into it anymore. Was it during the Ruben Foster thing? Because they gave Foster a lot of chances. I don't. I, I don't. I don't remember. Maybe it was. Maybe it was the Ruben Foster. Yeah, Tony saying yeah too. I see the guys in the chat. That's why I said it. Um, I wasn't sure if it was Ruben Foster. I yeah, it, it was. was. And there was somebody else too that was involved with something. Is it like Bruce Miller or Ahmad Brooks? I thought one of them got into something like early, early on, and the, with them being here, and they were like, "Yeah, nah, he's got to go." But well, yeah, Bruce so, Miller wasn't here with uh with this new that's right. That's right. That's right. You're absolutely right. That's right. It was it was Kyle Yuschek from day one. You're 100 percent correct. Man, look at this. They're still sending you some birthday love. Godly. 
Oh, whoop, wrong one. Thank you so My much, man. everybody. Thank you. <laughs> I like it, man. Keep keep the birthday wishes coming, you know? Keep the birthday wishes coming. All right. Um, <clears throat> what other news have you heard concerning these 49ers that may be uh, pivotal to what's going on, Tony? Anything? Uh, other than the Omenhu thing, no, I haven't really. I mean – <clears throat> the report that they're not practicing, like we touched on briefly, Debo actually practiced. I think it's more precautionary to get their, you know, rest because I think honestly they're going to run the ball pretty uh, at a decent rate this week. Um, but other than that, no, I just everything's been pretty quiet, to be honest with you. Let me. You mentioned Debo. Let me ask you this question really quick. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You got it. No, I'm saying as far as that aspect. Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> Oh my God, you guys are great! Thank you so much. I love this, man. I I love seeing Please. this. Love seeing it. All right. Um, how many? Just random, and then we'll get back to game plan and scheme and all that stuff later on. But how? Uh, oh, they got and they got a question for you here. Um, how many carries do you think Debo gets out of the backfield? Because I got a feeling that the number is going to surprise some people. I think in, you're a, see in a bad way. I would say in a bad way, by the way. I think it's going to be all hands on deck. I really do. I, I think he gets two out of the backfield tops. Oh, so you're saying basically I like got a toss or a handoff. Yep. I, I just out of the backfield, not touches for the game. I just mean out of the backfield in particular. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a little more than two. I think Kyle wants to get this defense like totally off balance so they cannot pin their ears back. That's what I think his objective is, right? And, you know, so what I think could potentially happen is there's going to be some chess being played probably on the first two drives to see how they're going to come out, how they're going to defend, and how they how Kyle's going to make his adjustment, if you know what I'm saying. But I do think Kyle becomes – I think Kyle comes out very aggressive on that first drive to kind of check them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. my my ideal situation is they win the toss, they defer, the defense shuts them out, shuts them down three. Well, not even three now. They can get they can get a first down and then punt on the next possession, and then bang, he's going to go right down the field on them and score. That's what I I want to see a tone setting defensive stand and touchdown from the offense that's what i want to see and if they could do that mm -hmm. then there's going to be then you're going to see kyle shanahan really get into his groove you're going to see him pace up and down the sideline and oh, he's yeah. got to get that groove man so as far as the birthday uh uh a cake um i like it's called a pistachio cake and I'm also a big like cannoli fan, like cake fan. But good. Is that the light green icing? Yes. It's like a really, really light green icing. Yes. I don't think I've ever had it before. I think I've it's, heard you talk about it before, though. It's phenomenal, and it's it's made with a bunch of pudding and a bunch of cream. It's so good. That would explain why I've never had it. No one's ever offered me it because. Based off of what you just said, there's a lot of dairy in it, and they don't want me to clear out the room. So that's probably why <laughs> I've never had it. It's worth it. 
Oh man, that is great to see. That is great to see. Uh, are you going to do a dance? They said they want to see you dance for your birthday. No dance. No, sorry, sorry, sickness. No dances. He's not. He's not dancing today. But All he'll right. be dancing once we win this game and we go into the Super Bowl. I can without feel no it. voice. <laughs> I can feel. That's right. That's right, man. All right. Let's uh let's let's get to this, man. Let's get to this. Um, what what are we doing, man? How, how, what's the what's the plan of attack here? Now I talked to a couple of Eagles fans, uh, the real like diehard Eagle fans. Okay, All right, let's hear this. They told me that they are worried about the Niners, so I thought that was respectable. I said, "Don't say this because you're talking to me." They were like, "No, there's a reason the Niners are the number two seed in the NFC. There's a reason they ran off twelve wins in a row. Like that's not like that's not a mistake. Like they really did that." And they even said their win streak is longer and more than more impressive than what our win streak was to start the season. And I was like, was it really? How many games in a row did the Eagles win? I thought they went like 12 in a row or something like that. And they just needed to win one more to get the thing. I don't, I don't, they finished, I don't they finished with 13 or 14 wins. Now I got to look up their record because I remember, no, they didn't, they didn't get that many wins. Let me see. Hold on. Let me pull it up here really quick. All right. So, here we go. Week one was against the Lions. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, yeah. They only got to eight. They only got eight in a row. Then they barely beat the Colts after that. They beat the Packers by one score. Then they blew out the Titans. And then they blew out the Giants. And then they beat the Bears by one score. And then they lost to the Cowboys. They lost to the Saints. That was without my man Hurts in there. And then they beat the Giants uh, the final week of the season. Barely. That was Hurts' first game back. Uh, they barely beat the Giants. And then they blew out the Giants. Okay. So, yeah, the, the, they were right. And, you know, they're saying that the Niners' win streak was more impressive than their win streak. But here's the other thing that I thought was interesting about what they said. <clears throat> they all told me the same thing. I want the Niners to be on defense first. I want our offense to get the ball first so we can go out there and show what we're going to do to you guys the whole game. Because if we go three and out or if it's a bad opening drive, they were going to be super nervous. Now, Tony, we know that that's the 49ers way of thinking. They want to go out there and they want to be on defense first. Eagles fans, the diehards are saying we want to go be on offense first. It works out in both teams favor there. Um, if you're the Eagles, if you are the Eagles and you have confidence in your first set of scripted plays, would you want that to be before or after the Niners have the ball, have their first possession? If, if, hold on, let me think about this. Because we know, if, Kyle, we know what Kyle likes to do. He likes to hopscotch people, right? Score, yeah. on, the last possession, score on the next possession in the first half. Um, it's a two so for it's a two for one almost, right? It's a two for one. You get final score, first score for final possession, first possession. So it's kind of like a two for one because you're you're getting the possession final going into that first coming out of the half. So you're getting two opportunities to score. So would I, if I was the Eagles, I would throw my offense out in the field to set the tone to try to set the tone. 
obviously you know what I want as the Niners. So, um, yeah, that's that's where I stay with that. I would definitely throw them out first, the wide receiver, the offense. Throw the Eagles offense out first? Yeah. All right. Now there's this question. Play, here been play right into Kyle's hands. Have you seen Debo? Let me answer this question because I think my man's going to have a heart attack if we don't. Uh, have you seen Debo not running routes when the ball's not coming his way? Because I haven't noticed that. Have you seen Debo? Debo's wow. lack of route running efforts when he's not getting the ball. I haven't noticed that, especially because Purdy's extended plays and found people off script that aren't even designed to get the ball. I can't see him just quitting on plays, but I haven't noticed it. I haven't seen that. No, I can't say I have either. Yeah. I so um, I but then again, know. I'm watching this on 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 you know the broadcasted feed. So I, mm -hmm. camera angles you sometimes you might not see because they follow the ball, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I I never seen it. If you do, send me a video. Like if you have access to all 22, I don't do the all 22 thing because it's annoying as shit. When you're dealing with it on a computer, but um, right, yeah. If you do send me it, I'd like to see. I it. Seen it. All right, so let's talk about a plan of attack, man. The Niners are are a really good run team, and the Eagles are pretty bad against the run. So my question to you is this: Is it that simple? Can we go in there and try to run the ball down their throat, uh, time of possession. You keep the ball, keep it out of their hands as much as possible. Be efficient. You want to score. If we get, if we get eight or nine possessions in this game, you got to score on five of them. Mm. It, it, some of them are going to end up being field goals. You, obviously, you want more touchdown and field goals. Um, can Kyle take advantage of this pass rush that likes to hit home? Yeah, and you you know how I feel about Kyle when he schemes. But I think this, this week, like, all right, let's look at his track record, right? They played um, the Rams twice a year. He pretty much controlled Aaron Donald and from exploding and taking over a game by scheming him and using his aggression against him. They did it versus Max Crosby as well. Um, now, the issue is on those teams, there was the one threat. So you could kind of do that. But now when you have four legit pass rushers, the threat, to the scheming part of it becomes a little bit more difficult because you can't totally scheme four guys out of a game. It's very hard to do that, and I think I don't. I've never seen anybody do that, to be honest with you. So I'll go out on a limb and say it's impossible. Um, but what I will tell you is, Kyle can keep a defense off balance if the if the offense executes, right? Yes. When I say execute and keeping the defense off balance, it means moving the pocket. Do not give them a stationary target to pin their ears back and get it. Show that you'll run a naked bootleg with a shallow crosser. Show that you'll run a fake toss to the left, roll with another shallow crosser and a deep shot coming with you. Uh, screen game, uh, whether it's a tunnel, a bubble, a screen to McCaffrey. We have the best screen running back in the league. I think Kyle's going to use him, and I think he's going to take advantage of him. Um, you're going to see McCaffrey lined up all over the place. You're going to see Debo lined up in the backfield. You're going to see McCaffrey potentially down with his hand, with his hand in the dirt as a tight end flex off a of Trent Williams' ass. So 
This is where the Niners can take advantage because of their base personnel is legit. You can line everybody in their base personnel and line them out for a wide and not have an issue and fully take advantage of a defense. I think Kyle's objective is he wants to keep Philly in a base defense. And if he could accomplish that and keep them in the base, I think the Niners could have a very successful day on offense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I noticed that the games that they got the most sacks in were the games that they had a lot of points in also. So they, that kind of goes hand in hand, right? You can't get over aggressive if teams aren't behind a certain amount of scores and forced to throw the ball, right? So uh, Kyle was talking about, you know, you go out there and you you look at how teams are taking away certain things and then you find out ways around that. Let them focus on taking that away. And while they're doing that, you attack them somewhere else. So Kyle's already got a plan, and he's got a plan for the plan if that plan doesn't work. Uh, and that's kind of what I like about Kyle Shanahan, watching uh, watching how he how he manipulates and adjusts throughout the game. Um, right. There was there was a question asked to Brock Purdy that I saw okay. on Twitter, and I well let me let me just tell you what I what, the question was: Does Kyle ever call a play? And you're like, nah, forget that. I'm and then call your own play. What do you think Brock Purdy's answer was to that question? I don't know. I didn't see it. Yeah, but do what, do you, what do you think he would say? Um, Mister Irrelevant, running Kyle's complicated offense. Do you hear a play call and say, forget it? I'm calling my own play. Not yet. Exactly. No. And he said he's no. not at that point yet. He said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, now, I will tell you this. I did see him, you know, call the can and switch to a different play, and they hit it, and it was a very successful play. So I think – listen, we're not going to get into this debate, but I, I but think there's more not trust, if you will. There's more trust – Kyle's big thing is he wants to see the, the he wants to be able to see the, the the game through the quarterback's eyes and vice versa. He wants the, the quarterback to see the game through his eyes. You know what I'm saying? So as long as they're on the same page, I think Kyle will give him the leash. But if he, you know, I will also pull it back on him. But to sit here and say, to sit here for me to sit here and say this, right? Seventh round pick, last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. People thought he wasn't going to make the roster, which I think was absolutely ridiculous, but whatever, it is what it is. And for him to get this team undefeated on a stretch to turn his offense, Kyle's, into a very high efficient offense, putting up between 30 to 40 points a game, okay, leaving points on the field by clearly downing the ball and just running it and having the running back step out of bounds, whatever it is, this offense has evolved. It's here. It's ready. And there's trust. And that's the biggest thing. I think Kyle trusts this kid. To, if he sees something, he could call to that second play. Because remember, Kyle calls two plays. He has the run. He has the pass. If he sees something, he's allowed to can out of it. Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think he trusted Jimmy with that. The only thing I think Jimmy was allowed to do was go right to left. If it was a run for the right, he would can it to the left. I completely agree with what you just said there. Uh, you, I was going to say it when you said that you've seen him can it, and then the second play was a very successful one, right? Uh, but that's built into the play call. Yes. 
That's we go out here, we send someone to motion, you make your key and your read off of that, mm-hmm. and then you you keep the play or you can it and you go with the backup. And so uh that's exactly what I've seen from Brock Purdy. I've never seen now I don't know what I've never seen him running down the line and changing the play and things like that before. So I don't think that that was a question even worth uh, asking, but I thought it was interesting that oh, that, that question was asked. Um, Thank you. <laughs> for reasons that, for reasons that I won't say why I thought it was interesting. Um, are you concerned about the right side of the offensive line in this game? I'm going to keep it real. Yes. I'm going to keep it 100% real. Um, and I don't think it's going to be a well, – Reddick's on the field. It's going to be a problem with the corner. And McGlitch has got to get out there and set that edge. When Graham's lined up on him, he's going to get under his pads and try to bench him and just put him right on his ass. And both of those things McGlinchey has shown weaknesses with. I'm hoping McGlinchey, you know, going back to his hometown, motivated, trying to prove his point. I hope yes, he shows sir. up. I hope he shows up and shows out because they need him to. Um, my question is, damn, Sim just said it. We should play Brunskill more. I have to ask this question. Sim, maybe you might notice. Why are we rotating the guards, bro? Why? I, I can't. As far as we're going to as far as McGlinchey, expect expect him to get help, whether it's a tight end or a fullback or just chipping out of the backfield, just to get them off their rush or, or their launch point. Um, but I don't know. See, I, and this this isn't true. There were two plays where I saw McGlinchey, one play where he got tossed and one game where he got pushed into the pocket. One play. McGlinchey played a really, really good game last game there's this conception of McGlinchey and people just aren't watching they just want to run run with the narrative that McGlinchey is terrible and they they got to stop they they have to stop with this I, I tell you what man you guys go back and watch the games and then you'll you'll understand you will definitely understand he's coming back out here in his hometown I think McGlinchey's going to show up and show out I think he's ready uh, I think I think he's going to come out here and have one of the better games of the season because he know what here's one thing that McGlinchey does well. When he's going up against the top pass rusher on a team, he's an ace. He's a stud in those moments. He's a stud. And if he goes out here and he treats every one of these pass rushers like they're the top guy, he's going to be all right. I'm not saying he's going to have a perfect game. I'm not saying he won't give up a pressure or a hit or even a sack. But he's not going to go out here and cost us this game. People talk like McGlinchey gives up three or four sacks a game, and he just doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. I dare anybody to find a game where he gave up two sacks this season. I dare you. Go back the last five, six games. You're not going to find it. You're not going to find it. It's just for whatever reason, he gets all this this hate, all this vitriol from the fan base. And I get it from what he was doing before, earlier on, and things like that, or the worst time that to give up a sack or to give up a hit. He was doing that before, a couple seasons ago. That's not Mike McGlinchey anymore. So – We'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens here. Um, other than the right side of the offensive line, Tony, what about the center? And I don't count that as the as the right side. That's literally the center. How do you feel about our center going into this game? 
Listen, he's a Pro Bowl alternate. I mean, he he's he did what we he did what I thought he was going to do. He did what we thought he was going to do, and we, he's doing what other people doubted he could do. Right? Um, he's not an All Pro. He's not a guy that's going to blow you off the line. He's a very finesse, but physical and very heady, like head smart guy who can get to the second level and cut off that linebacker, and that is most important. Now. Positive this week, he's not facing a 34 defense, so there's no one lined up ahead on his head. So I think that's that's a positive. Now he's going to have to keep his head on a swivel and help the, the right and left guard inside as well. Um, but, again, just continue to keep that line, make the calls, keep him playing as a unit, and just keep doing what you've been doing all season. And, and like, my thing is we need to win this game in the trenches. There can be no way we lose this game in the trenches because we lose the game in the trenches – we lose the game. That's just the way I feel. I think they need to dominate the trenches, and if they could do that, I think the 49ers offense will be successful um, and the defense will be doing their thing. All right. Well, let's talk about the defense, man. Let's talk about the defense. Did we um, talk about the offense? Huh? Did we talk about the offense? Oh, you want to get more into it? Let's go. Come on. I'm, I'm all game. Let's oh, go. Yeah. I, there, there's a lot to talk about, really. I mean – my thing is this, right? The the, the non-believers in, in Brock Purdy, okay, what more does this kid have to do, right? Everyone thinks, oh, because he's what, 8-0, 9-0 now? 8-0, 9-0. I'm, count, I'm counting the Dolphins game as a win for him. So I think he's 9-0. So we're going to go with 9-0. I'm pulling it up now. So starting from the Dolphins game, because I, I understand why you count that. Jimmy only had the opening drive there. So uh, if you count the Dolphins, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's eight and zero now. So we're going for nine in a row. All right. Kyle Shanahan does not need the Patrick Mahomes. Kyle Shanahan does not need this guy, does not need that guy, does not need this guy. Kyle Shanahan needs the quarterback that can manage his offense, play within the structure of his offense, make the throws that need to be made, be accurate, Trust his arm, trust his eyes, and that's what we need, and that's what we have. And that's why this offense has become so efficient and so hard to defend. Also, the addition you have to key in of McCaffrey, right? So now they have the total complete offense. He's not asking Brock Purdy to drop back, seven, seven, take a seven-step drop, wait for a go-route to develop, and just keep launching it downfield all damn day. That's not Kyle Shanahan's offense. Will he have to take a shot? Absolutely. That's part of the game plan. But I'm just going to tell you this. We're finally seeing what Kyle Shannon wants to do, and it's because of Brock Purdy. It's because of nobody else. Brock Purdy. He's able to call the plays he wants, and he trusts this kid. So now, if you look at the concepts, I remember last year we were sitting on a live show. I remember saying, I don't understand why the safeties are playing inside 10 yards. I don't. I don't understand why there's three or four 49ers sitting in between the hashes looking at Jimmy to make a throw. Clearly, we knew what the issue was. You don't see that no more. You see longer developing routes. You see the intermediate routes. You see the levels concept, which Kyle loves to run. Okay, You're seeing the moving of the pocket, the bootleg off the action. You're seeing all these new pieces, and you're not seeing Debo be the focal point of the offense. The focal point of the offense week in and week out for the 49ers in that eight-game stretch is who the defense gives them. 
is what the defense gives him. It could be Kittle. It could be Jennings. It could be McLeod. It could be Debo. It could be IU. It could be Juszczyk. It could be McCaffrey. It could be Mitchell. Whoever the defense gives them, this kid takes advantage of, and he, he gets the ball there, and he does what he needs to do to keep the offense in rhythm, in control, confidence, Cold War ice running through his veins. The stage is not too big and the lights aren't too bright. I said it numerous times. And it's funny. Now, we see this offense. It's here. And I'm going to tell you now, if they can control this line of scrimmage and get pushed in the run game and have success with the run game, they're going to force these guys to play different. They're not going to be able to play their game. Okay? I'm going to go back a week to that Giants game. The Giants played right into Philadelphia's strengths. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen with the San Francisco 49ers, okay? Watching the Giant game, I watched probably maybe an hour of it, back and forth, just watching it. How many times do I see this? They break the huddle. They go they go doubles, you know, two receivers on each side, four wide, and they have Barkley in the backfield. And Barkley just goes in motion to the left. You're not accomplishing anything. You're not putting stress on the defense by just running your motion, you're running back out of the backfield. Now, the reason why Kyle does all those pre-shift snaps, you can tell me to shut the hell up when you want. I don't care. But when the reason why Kyle does all those pre, pre-snap, I was talking to you, Mike, pre-snap motions is he's trying to create that opening in the defense. And the timing of the motion compared to when the ball is snapped, that's where the window is, right? How many times did we see it with McCaffrey, right? Debo would start wide wide all the way to the right. Debo would motion into the backfield. McCaffrey would go to the right into the slot. So now the defense is like this. Uh, Okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Eyes are in the backfield, totally off their their keys. At the snap of the ball, they fake the toss to freaking Debo. He turns around, snaps it right into the window, and hits McCaffrey on the slant. These are things because – of all the pre-snap motion and all the talent that this team has on the offensive side of the ball that they could do. Now, if you want to talk about matchups, their defensive line, I'll say it now, is probably the best fully complete defensive line in the league from top to bottom. Good. In past situations, be very clear with what you're saying. Well, you know what I'm saying? As far as rush, like I'm talking past right now. So, they have the best defensive line in the league, and they can come at you from multiple ways, okay? Now, they do it to us, and what do they do? We said it all year. Well, we have Nick Bosa. No one can block Nick Bosa. So what do you do? You get the ball out of your hands quick, and you slow down Nick Bosa. Well, guess what the 49ers are going to do? They're going to try to punch him in the mouth and run the ball. They're going to attack him between the tackles, outside zone. They're going to run their toss. They're going to run their action off the toss. Look at the game that the Washington Commanders did when they played Philly and they beat them. They ran the ball over 40 times. I don't think the 49ers have to run the ball over 40 times to win this game. But I think they'll tap the 30 the thirty mark in rushes. And it could be this one. It could be that one. It could be this one. It could be whoever the hell it is. But if they can accomplish the rush, everything's going to open up for them. All right? Because now what you're going to get – is the second level of the defense. If you're asking me who the weakness is of this defense, it's the second level. I'm not saying they suck, but I'm not saying there are linebackers.
linebackers. They're far from our linebackers. They're a group, group, good group of linebackers. TJ Edwards, the kid from Wisconsin, when he came out, I was big on him. But I think I don't think they, they know what's coming for them. And if there's a weakness of this defense, it's not the one, it's not the two receiver, it's the three, four, five, and six options. That's where the 49ers are going to make their money. And when you run those routes with those type of weapons, it's going to be in the middle of the field to put stress on those linebackers. Now, back to the Giants game. You saw no pre-snap motion. You saw a very bland, basic offense. Shotgun snap. Long developing routes by the wide receivers. Yes. Long developing routes downfield, whether it was a deep over, uh, a go route, a post route, a seam route, a, 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 a corner route. Whatever it is, they were long developing routes with a mobile quarterback. So their thought process was, we have our shot. If our shot's not there, we're going to let him run. Well, when you're down two scores and you become fully one-dimensional, you're playing right into Philly's strength. And that's what's not going to happen. I promise you, if they're down 10 points, the 49ers will stick to that game plan. They will get that run game going. And once they have the little bit of success on it, he's going to hit you right in the middle of the field with all the play-action pass. And that's how the 49ers could win this game. You notice how I'm very confident in Kyle with Purdy and this offensive grouping at the skill position. Everyone keeps saying the Niners have never seen a team like the Eagles. Well, guess what? The Philadelphia Eagles have never seen an offense like the 49ers. And the Philadelphia Eagles. Huh? I said not even close, if we're being honest. Yeah, and I'm not trying to say, like, I'm not trying to sit here and talk shit and bash them. But what I'm trying to say is factual stuff. Look at the offensive skill set and look at their strengths. Look what we could do. Look what they do, right? Again, one and two, I'll give you that. They're top two corners. I'll give you Slay. I'm a little ant on Bradbury. I think Bradbury could be schemed, like, you know, a double move on him. I think that. But the reason for all the success last week is because the Giants didn't do that. And I was absolutely shocked on the way they played that offense. So with that being said, that's my thought process for the for the offensive side of the ball when we face their defense. It's all about winning in the trenches, keeping them off, keeping that pass rush off balance and confusing the shit out of them at the second level. If they could do that, I think the Niners will have success this week. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, don't let Kyle get into a rhythm because then that's when you're going to see it. Kyle made a statement that let me know the Niners are going all out this game. And Kyle is a reserve type of guy. He likes to set things up for games in advance, put some stuff on film for teams to look at and all that, right? And I thought last week's play calling was a little – what are you doing? Remember how many times we were saying that throughout the game live? Like, Kyle, what, I don't understand the calling. I don't understand the calling. I get it now. I get it now. Right? Kyle said before the Seahawks game, hey, we're going to really, really drive home this uh, silent count because we might end up playing the Eagles in their house. First, understand what that means, 
right? Just realize the foresight you have to have to even say that to your rookie quarterback. This is a pivotal thing for you. They asked Kyle about it. He said it. And I think the beat writers didn't quite believe him. So then when they saw Purdy, they asked him about it. And he was like, yeah, he said that before, you know, during the week of practice and things like that. And, he, you know, he reiterated it uh, at the start of the game. Like, we might end up playing the Eagles in Philly. So we're going to need the silent count. It's going to be something that we have to use. Um, I really like that he has him prepared like that so far in advance. We're talking three or four games ago. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that, that means something. That really, really means something. And then to go back to the play calling against Dallas, they were running plays. It's not even so much the type of plays. It was like just when they were running them, we were like, why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? Right? You're creating tendencies that you are forcing this team to study. So when they go back and look at the game against Seattle and they go back and they look at the game against the Cowboys, those are they look like two different game plans. Yes. They look like two completely different styles of offense. Like, what is what was Kyle doing there? That's a lot for them to sit back and try to focus on when it comes time to get your defense ready and, and do your install. Correct. And it, it, and it's not only a week-to-week basis, it's a play-to-play basis in the game. He will run plays to set something up in the third or fourth quarter when he needs a shot or when he wants to take a shot. And just one quick thing to just double down on what you just said. Um, how how many times, like, wait, hold on. What I think what was transpiring last week, I think Kyle was trying to catch Dallas with all, like, those screens to the outside and, like, you know, doing things different than what they saw in Seattle. So now what, is, what are they going to do? They're going to say, let's look at the game. Versus the Dallas Cowboys. That's their latest film. So if they showed the outside quick screens, what is that going to do? They're going to stretch their defense out. They're going to cheat their linebackers out. They're going to widen their defensive ends to try to shoot upfield and take that quick screen away. And guess what's going to happen? He's going to pound it right between the tackles. And he's going to put stress. Kyle is the best at putting stress on defenses. He sees it. He identifies it. He attacks it. When they adjust, he readjusts to what they opened up then. And that goes into what I was saying earlier when Kyle said uh, they might take some things away, but we can use that against them. That goes right into that. That goes right into that. Bro, I'm so excited for this damn game, man. I'm so excited for this game. Um, are you, Let me ask you this. And, and I know – I know we don't know for sure, but who do you think is going to end up with the most receptions for this team? A successful 49ers game this week. Obviously, it's with a dub, but who do you think would end up with the most receptions for this team? And it means that we were successful because I know that there's people out there that are going to say Brandon Ayuk or Debo. But I don't think it's them. You kind of hinted to this earlier. You know, they got to worry about the third option the fourth option on some plays. I wouldn't be surprised if Juice had two or three receptions in this game, you know? And that's saying something considering that last game, Brock Purdy only completed, what, 18 passes or something like that? Mm-hmm. Right? It, it was something low like that. He was 19, I'm sorry, 19 for 29. I still wouldn't be surprised to see Kyle Juszczyk with some receptions. And he hasn't been a part of the, the passing game 
for a while. I don't. I wonder what the last time Kyle Juszczyk had a reception. Let me see something here. Let me see. He oh he had one against the Seahawks. He had one against the Seahawks. Again, completely different game plans. He didn't have one against the Cowboys. One against the Seahawks. Oh man, I, I love Kyle Shanahan. This is great. This is absolutely great. Oh my God, T- yo, he's a mastermind. One reception to Kyle Uzcheck against the Cardinals, and it was for twenty six yards. He's good. Oh, he's gonna spread this ball around so much. I I can't wait to see this game play out, man. I really, really can't. I saw someone ask earlier if I was going to be tailgating. I'm not going to the game. I will not be there, but we will be live here. um, And I will be going to the 49ers invasion at the Xfinity Center. Uh, If you guys are just now joining and you don't know about that, you're going to be in the area. Make sure you guys come out and show some love. Make sure you guys get out there to show some support for your 49ers. All right. Oh, that's a small one. Sorry. You can't really read that one there. There you go. Saturday at 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. All right. So make sure you guys are there at the Xfinity Center. Um, I can't wait to see you guys there, man. The people that come out, don't be a stranger. Come up and say what's up, man. Um, let's talk about the defense, though. Let's talk about the defense. Sin says happy birthday to you there, too, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I this can't defense, keep up with birthdays. I know. I'm sorry, man. I saw you doing the salute when I would pop them up there. So um, right now, the 49ers are going up against two really good wide receivers in Smith and Brown. Mm -hmm. Make no mistake about that. A very, very capable tight end, right? I'm not going to take anything away from them at all. They're talented. I'm not questioning that one bit. Sanders, a, a good running back. You know, what is he, 12, 1,300 yards rushing this year, a couple, you know, almost 10 touchdowns or something like that, maybe 11. I don't remember his exact numbers. I'm just doing this off the top, right? They mm-hmm. they have a nice balanced team. They have a nicely balanced team. And then you factor in the fact that they're running, their their quarterback can run. How do you How do you stop an offense like this? Do you try to stop them or do you try to contain them? Because I think well, if you're trying to stop them, you're going to set yourself up for disappointment. I think you have to contain them. And I, I'm going to tell you this. And I and I was watching. I don't know who it was. Was it Baldinger or Acho? One of those guys did a breakdown. And the 49ers, if I remember this correctly and how he explained it. Thank you, Rick. Um, he the, – the, Vic Fangio. D'Amico Ryan – Double teamed three people. I don't know how the hell you could double team three people, but he did it, and 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 that's like genius. And I've never seen it done before. I know you could bracket. I know all that, but when you look at the breakdown, they legit double team three people at once. Now. If they could do that, and I, I will say Dallas's offense is not as um, as far as the wide receivers as loaded as the Philadelphia Eagles, but Dallas also did have the number one offense. And to control that team, to keep them getting into the end zone once, and to triple the double team three people. I'm sorry, man. That was an Acho breakdown. I saw that, and I do want to point out though there was there was something very key in that that I think people, I, I and I understand the excitement about it, right? It's genius. 
but it's also about where they were on the field. That wasn't something that happened midfield where there's so no. much ground. Okay. No. No. Yeah, that was that was a an, an, I'm not going to say goal line. I think it was inside the red zone, but I don't think they were quite inside the 10. So it was, you know, short, short areas to cover. Absolutely oh. like the 20 yard line. Right. About to go right. in. And like, I understand like you're on limited space. You're running out of real estate. But to successfully double team three people. I'm sorry. That's that's these guys. I would love to sit in on her classroom and see how he teaches all this shit. But bro, holy crust. And that reminds me too. This was something that we were supposed to say during the latest rumors and all that stuff. Congratulations to D'Amico Ryan. Um, where is it at? Right here. Um, boom, there it is. Pro Football Writers 2022 NFL Assistant Coach of the Year. Shout out to our guy, D'Amico Ryans. I'm going to play the round of applause for him real quick. Now, there was something funny about this, uh, and I, I wanted to mention it earlier when we were talking about Kyle. Uh, and his presser, uh, they asked him about D'Amico and how good he is and all, and he gave him all his flowers and all. And he says that uh, he knew last year that D'Amico was going to be a head coach. He said he was happy that, you know, he didn't he didn't take any jobs last year. And he says, I you know, I hope his wife doesn't get mad at me for saying this, but I hope he's not a coach next year either, meaning – he likes D'Amico so much, he wants to keep him around. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I think Kyle's got to be careful what he wishes for. I think the only way D'Amico sticks around here another year is if the Niners don't win the Super Bowl. I think that's the only way he's not here. If the Niners go out there and they win this game and they make it to the Super Bowl, I think D'Amico's out of here. Forget winning for a second. I think D'Amico's out of here. I really, really do. Um, more on this defense, though. The speed of these linebackers. Shout out to the, the whole staff that was built in the 49ers organization. Another season where a GM, a head coach, and assistants were promoted. I'm just saying. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Build from within, right? Like that, they they do such a good job over here, man. It is incredible. Now, you see Anthony Lynn's getting interviewed for Washington for your offensive coordinator spot. So you're gonna have another coordinator, you're gonna have a head coach, and you already lost the general manager. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, what, what was I about to say? Oh, these linebackers. The speed of the linebackers. I think this is going to be crucial in this game. I really, really do. Now, there was a play last game that I thought was phenomenal. We talked about it on the overreaction show. I don't remember if you were still there or not, but I thought one of the plays of the game was seeing Fred Warner run down. The, oh, no, I'm sorry. This was on the 49ers uh, for the supporters club. I think I talked about this with Zach while we were there. Uh, one of the plays of the game was watching Fred Warner run stride for stride with their number one wide receiver and break that pass up. I'm going to say this and maybe talk me off this ledge. I don't want to see that in this game. I don't want to see Fred Warner trying to stick with a guy like Smith. I think Smith is faster than him. Uh, and I think Brown has a little bit more physicality to him than C.D. Lamb. I don't know if that play breaks down the same way if we were to be in that situation again. 
I don't want to see Fred Warner trying to cover either one of those wide receivers. Am I wrong for saying that? You're not wrong for saying it, but he can. And if it's one play where it's a scheme where he's trying to get a certain look or, or potentially send a blitz, and the only way you could send that blitz is if you scheme that type of um, bailout technique to pick up that deep crosser or that go route down the seams. Yeah, Sim said it. It was the Tampa 2. That is the Tampa 2 defense when your linebackers are 7 to 12 yards down the field. That is your classic Tampa 2. And I said that to you. It's the first time I've seen him go to a Tampa 2 look, and it's successful. And I think you're going to see a little bit more in this game. Granted, not as drastic as that pickup or, or that technique, but you're going to see variants of the Tampa 2. I honestly think the Miko Ryzen to keep this, I keep Fields off balance of the, the multiple schemes that he's about to hit them with. You're going to see cover three, cover four, cover six, cover zero, Tampa two. You're going to see it. It's just how they and they have this uncanny ability to show this pre-snap and then post-snap. It's that. Like they'll go from cover three to Tampa two. And they'll go from like, you know. Cover three, the cover four, or, or I don't know, but I, I, it's just amazing the versatility of this defense and the different I, looks. I, that really, I really do think that the linebacking core is going to be the key to victory and defeat in this game. I really, really do. Their closing speed. Anytime that Hurts tries to break the pocket or or run, they're going to pop them. I really, really do. You remember that play a couple weeks ago? where Fred Warner, there was an angle of it that I saw. It was just incredible. I, sh I should ask her for the video. I know who made the video. Um, but they show Fred on one side of the formation. The ball is going in the opposite direction, and Fred flies across the field, and he's completely parallel with the ground, Tony. He's diving, and he makes a hit. God, oh, I wish I could remember what game that was. But, bro, <clears throat> the closing speed for these linebackers is going to be pivotal and the success for this team in this game, true or false? I'm sorry, Mike. I just got a text message from someone. I just zoned out. Could you say that again? I apologize. Remember that? Remember the game where they showed uh, – can you hear me? Yeah, there's noise, though. Now I have feedback. You got feedback now still? Yeah. Yeah. What the heck was that? All right, what about now? Better? Is it gone now? Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no. All right. Hear myself. Yeah. Hold on. Let me move my mic. Hold on. All right. So that that should do it right there. So <clears throat> there was a there was a play a couple of weeks ago where they show Fred Warner's on one side of the formation, the ball is on the other side, right? And then Fred Warner flies across the formation, Tony, and he dives. He's completely parallel, and he like wallops the ball carrier. That was that was a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember who it was against, but uh, I think that no, kind of speed, that kind of closing speed is going to be absolutely necessary in this game by all of our linebackers. And what I, my question to you is: Will the linebackers determine the defense's success in this game? Oof, that's tough. I don't think we, I don't think we can win this game with the linebackers having a subpar game. I don't. And I agree. I agree with that 100%. But I will say this. I think now 
I, I my personal opinion, I I don't think he's going to be as aggressive up front with the defensive line as he has he as he has been in previous games because they cannot let him get free. Meaning him, Jalen Hurts. Um, listening to a podcast today while I was at my morning job, they said they to beat this team they should go back and watch the Colts game from this year watch the Redskins, the Commanders game from this year, and then go back and watch the Super Bowl versus the Baltimore Ravens. Terrell Suggs, after they won that Super Bowl, was instructed by Wink Martindale to hit Colin Kaepernick every damn play. And that's what they did, and they got physical. And Colin Kaepernick didn't run the ball. Colin Kaepernick started throwing the ball. So I think they're going to have to hit this kid whenever they have a golden opportunity to I also think what the Colts did, and it's kind of interesting because it is uh, Gus Bradley who has the foundation of his defense is the cover three. He sent his defensive ends flying straight up the field. And what they do is they called they do what's called – I was listening today, but I remember from coaching. It's, it's called a gap exchange where if it's, a, if it's a read option, you see like – I don't know. One person's assigned to this, one person's assigned to that. Every play, no matter what, you hit the quarterback and one guy's responsible for the running back. And that is their keys and responsibilities when that is called in that situation on that defensive call. So they have options, and I'm really interested to see what they do. Um, But we talked about it earlier. He did rush for, what, 82 yards, I believe, versus the Niners last time. But the Niners were hitting him. The Niners got in the backfield. They hit him when it was a fake. They hit him when he had the ball in his hands. He only threw for a buck 19 or no, 219 or a buck 90 something in that game versus uh, Philly last year. So I think the defense is better this year to some extent. I, I really think this defense misses DJ Jones in the middle, but he's not here. So we got to, you know, move forward with this. But I think the defense can do it. I think they are a very well-taught defense and scheme defense. Well, I'm just going to say – I'm going to tell you this. It's They got to get pass rush. They have to get pressure. They might not have to get sacks, but they can't let this kid sit comfortable and throw the ball because then it's going to be an issue for them. I got the play here that I want you to see that I was talking about. I wish there was the other angle, though. The other angle shows Fred just coming from all the way across the field. The all-22 play shows it. But I'm – oh, is this it right here? Is this it? Mm, no, that's not it. Damn, man, I really want – I want to see it from the one angle. I want you guys to see how far <clears> – I want to see how far he came to make this tackle. I can show you the tackle, but I mean, he he ran clear across the field and just walloped my man. No, it's not the sack. All right, let me just show you the regular play, and then you guys can you guys can see what I'm talking about here. This is it here. This is it. All right, check this play out. I thought it was. I I wasn't sure if it was the Cardinals or not. It's the it's the Rams game though. I'm going to show this this tweet here. Boom. Let's blow this up here. Take a look at how Fred, 
It's completely parallel with the ground. Selling out. Boom. Yeah. But if you guys watch this play, he came from the opposite hash. That's not the side of the field that he was on. And the way he diagnosed the play and closed that gap, man, like you would think that that's the side of the field that he was lined up on, and it wasn't. It was it was a very, very impressive play, man. I love seeing Fred Warner. He's got to play like this with that level of physicality, that level of aggression, that level of awareness. Those boys come out there and play like that. Boom. Oh, man. Oh, man. Not only are we going to hurt the Eagles, we're going we're gonna to get them out of their comfort zone. We're going to get them flustered. We're going to get them frustrated. And they haven't been that way much this year. They haven't been that way this much. I would say the one game that I saw the Eagles really, really flustered in was that, that Colts game. And if we're going to be completely honest, if we want to be really, really honest, they only won that game because of a really bad call at the end of it. That's the only reason they won that game. But they won it. You know, I'm sure that people out there think that the Niners had ref help in certain situations and some games, so I won't argue that. I'm sure Cowboys fans, I saw all the videos going around where they were talking about Kittle shouldn't be eligible and all that kind of stuff. And I remember last year the Cowboys fans saying, you know, that the the Niners uh, were saved by the refs because there should have been more time on the clock when – they tried to run that play, and then they didn't have any timeouts. Tried to hurry back to it. You remember that play at the end of the game, and that was that walk off play. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, let me ask you this question though. One more mm-hmm. thing, and then we'll, we'll wrap this thing up here. It's getting a little late over here. Um, the secondary, Tony. We we know what we, we're going to be looking for from this defensive line. I just need yeah. them to be solid against the run. Uh, I'm not too concerned about a, an abundance of sacks in this game. I know that might sound wrong. Let's save the sacks for the Super Bowl. I'm not worried about a bunch of sacks. I need them to contain and and play the run well. I really want to see that. But the secondary, they're going to be tested this week. They are going to be tested. I trust our linebackers against Goddard. I really, really do. But those wide receivers are here to play. Tony, is what we're seeing from Lenore these last two weeks, is it a fluke or is that an adjustment? Is, is there something different? I, I think it's an adjustment. I think it's an adjustment, and he has built his confidence up, and that's what you need as a corner. Um, and I'm going to say this. I think it's very, very, very important in this game that the cu- the communication on the back end, meaning the safeties, has to be precise. There cannot be any hiccups. The communication between those two safeties have to be precise. I personally like the matchup of Ward versus Brown. You're saying A.J. Brown is very physical? I agree with that. I'll put money on that. But Trevary's Ward is also a physical corner, and he will not back down. He will not win every rep, but he will not back down and give up. I'll tell you that from watching him. Um, So the combo of Lenore, Jimmy Ward, and uh, Trevary's Ward, I'm confident in our secondary. They have to play to the keys. They have to play. Our whole defense has to play sound assignment football. Um, And with that being said, I also think the communication between the second and third level is key as well. Especially when you're doing a zone. You're going to have to change. You're going to have to, you know, I don't know the proper term, but you're going to have to hand off 
you're going to have to be able to, to communicate to switch off to zones. Like if there's a guy crossing to your zone going towards that zone, you're going to have to pass him off and make sure everyone's on their P's and Q's because this team will burn you if you're not communicating. So with that being said, I also think there's a, there's another factor that we're not talking about, but I'll just leave it right there and I'll get to it before we wrap up. Last thing I want to share about my conversations with Eagle fans this, this week, even the knowledgeable ones, the real fans, right? They were like, Mike, you really think that this moment isn't going to be too big for a rookie? This is, this is your guy's – he wasn't even your backup. This guy was your third-string quarterback. I don't think a third-string quarterback is going to come into this house and outplay Jalen Hurts. And I said he doesn't have to outplay him. Hurts can have the better stats when it's all said and done. So we just got to play good football. And then I reminded him of something. So who won your Super Bowl for you? Was it your starter? Silence. Silence. It was so quiet, I stopped to get a mouse trap because I heard a mouse pissing on cotton in the corner of the warehouse where I was standing, okay? Like, that's how quiet. They had no response. They had no response. Don't tell me about a backup can't come in here and win. Don't tell me that a backup is is, is not prepared for an NFC championship game. They can't say that because that's how they got their dub. That's how they went out there and got theirs. It wasn't their starter. You know, the starters got them to the postseason, sure. But what happened at the end? It was a backup, man. Just letting you know that it was a backup. They got to chill out. They got to go easy on my man, Brock Purdy. All right, special teams. We haven't talked about it yet. This is something that I want to share with you. I think... I'm going to say it now, and hopefully I remember to say it on the pregame show. I sincerely think that we have a return for the first time. I hope so. I I really think so. I I hope so. so. That's my my special team stake. I know you said there was one more thing you wanted to discuss before we get out of here. You go ahead, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. My thing is, number one, they have to play – sound and complete football all three phases of the game they cannot shoot themselves in the foot with penalties um and most importantly and and i'm gonna stick with this and i i haven't heard i've been listening to podcasts um and no one has said this yet but i'm gonna say it right now and i'm not sitting here saying give me my flowers i'm the first to say it no i'm not like that but i just want to let you guys know Watching this team play, watching the hour, hour and 15 minutes that I watched that giant game with the Eagles, the Eagles have not been in a slugfest. And I'm not talking about offense versus defense. I'm talking about physical. Every one of these guys that we have on our offense will run you over. Our linebackers will run through you. Armstead, Kinlaw, Givens, McGill, they're going to beat you inside. They're going to be physical. There's one team in the NFL that could win, and it's the San Francisco 49ers because they're the team that's built per- perfectly for the playoffs. And why do I say that? <laughs> the firework? And why do I say that? It's because the defense, the run game. Okay? Damn. Damn. Shots fired, huh? And 
Listen, I'm not trying to be like the topper to know all the czar, the czar of the 49ers, but basically they are a very physical team. They will run through you. They will do everything for you. They, they will do everything to you. They will physically beat you. If they do that, I'm not sure how Philly responds because I don't think Philly ever got punched in the face. Not on both sides of the ball. And the one time that they did, they lost. It was from the Washington Commanders. Yes, sir. Shout out to Washington. I got this cup when I was there a couple seasons ago. Watched them play the Niners. Oh, wait. Is that what this one is? Never mind. Never mind. I take that back. But, guys, I believe that's going to do it. Uh, We did have a super chat. Let me go ahead and put the banner up for the super chat segment. I think there was only one. I will scroll through. Uh, Damn, Tony, we, only got, we only got one uh, super chat? Dang. I think so, man. I think so. I forgot to remind people that they can send them in and we, we get to them at the end of the show here. Um, so I'm going to scroll back through and double check, but I'm going to pop this one up there. You read this one while I look for uh, and to see if there's any more, okay? Uh, you break this one down here and let me uh, scroll through and see if I missed any other ones. Jaguayo 56 thank you for the $2 contribution. Um, Kyle has to be aggressive. Commit to the run. Wash ran it. Yes, and we, we addressed that. We touched that on that earlier in the show. Um, yeah, Kyle's going to be aggressive. They are going to run the ball, and Washington did beat him that way. And I'm going to tell you this, the difference between Washington and the 49ers, the Washington has a quarterback. That, uh, the Niners have a quarterback that can make throws. Heineke is a good quarterback, but he's he's not played. He never played at the level of Purdy, and he also doesn't have the uh, weapons that the 49ers have on the offensive side of the ball. So look for Kyle to be aggressive, keep their defense off balance, keep Purdy on the move so they can't pin their ears back and just go get him at a target point. So just look at that, look, keep your eye out for that, and um, it's going to be a good game, and uh, you know. If the Niners do what they need to do, they can win. I got nothing to add to it, man. Well said. Well said. We want to thank you all for joining us tonight. Make sure you guys hit that like button on your way out. All right. Thank you guys for checking us out. Chat, you guys have been great. Even the Eagles fans in here trying to come in here and throw a little, you know, uh, uh, uh. But my guys in the chat were on you, man. They were on that head. Yeah, I didn't even see that. Oh, man. There was Eagles fans in here. Someone named Twist or Twiz or something like that. I don't know what it is. He was in here going crazy. You know what I'm saying? So uh, shout out to everybody out there in the chat. You guys have been phenomenal. Uh, round of applause to you guys. And then we're going to wrap this thing up, man. Uh, Tony, let's go home, man. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We're out of here, guys. One. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up. No fakes, we spend it, we win it, we high stakes, we never miss, we all mix. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you look at the-